you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey y'all, it's me, Courtney again. November had five Wednesdays, so you get to hear me twice this month. (laughs) If you've been here for a while, you know that there are four of us on this podcast and we each take a Wednesday, but in a month that has five Wednesdays, we do a bonus episode on a topic that we choose and today's my turn. So I'm trying to stay in the spirit of the season. Today, I want to talk to you about compassion. It's come up a lot in my reading and my study and our pastors even mentioned it a few times lately. So to start with, I think it's important to note that the first time the word compassion was used in the Bible, it was used in Exodus 2, verse 6, when Pharaoh's daughter found Moses in the basket in the river. And the Bible says, And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. So when she saw Moses, she knew exactly who he was. He was a male Hebrew child, and that means he should have been killed. But not only did she see that, she also saw his humanity. The verse said he wept and she had compassion on him. So I think the best way to be compassionate is to make sure you're looking at others like real people that have a soul that will spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. So this is how the word compassion is defined in the Strong's Concordance. To commiserate, to spare, to have pity. Psalm 86.15 says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. So we know that God is full of compassion. He's merciful. If He, being perfect, can have compassion on us sinners, then we should also be able to show compassion to each other. The New Testament is full of verses that teach us that Jesus was moved with compassion. That means his bowels yearned. He felt sympathy and pity, and it moved him to help. So does that describe you when you look on another person? There's also a story in the Bible that my husband actually taught in our first and second grade Sunday school class a few weeks ago that teaches about someone having compassion. So in Luke 10... A man is testing Jesus and asking him about the commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And he wants to know in verse 29 who his neighbor is. And Strong's defines a neighbor as anyone close by. Thayer's definition says, according to Christ, any other man, irrespective of nation or religion with whom we live or whom we chance meet. So in other words, All those people you pass by in Walmart, neighbors. (laughs) All those people at your children's sporting events, the people you work with, yep, those too. (laughs) So Jesus goes on to give an illustration of how we are to love our neighbor, starting in verse 30. I'm going to read it to you. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, and stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So the priest saw him. That word saw means to know, to perceive with the eyes. So he knew what shape this man was in, and he had a choice. And he chose to keep on walking. 
He was not moved to help. Verse 32 says, And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. So this verse says that the Levite looked on him. At first glance, you may think that seeing and looking may have different definitions, but when I looked them up in the Strong's Concordance, the original word in the Greek was the same for saw and look. Just because we call it something different or even sugarcoat it does not mean we aren't all doing the same things when we see a need and aren't willing to help, so we just pass by on the other side. If you see the need but stay far away, you still aren't excused from helping. If you see a need and it's not your job, you still aren't excused from helping. The priests and the Levite, they weren't EMS workers or nurses. They were ordinary people and they still had an obligation to their neighbor. Verse 33 says, But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showeth mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. So the guy that asked this original question was trying to get Jesus to say exactly who his neighbors were. But instead, Jesus turned the question to him and asked, which of these three men was neighbor to the victim? So my question to you is, who can you be a neighbor to? Who can you show compassion to? Giving of ourselves is not easy. Giving of our talents, our time, our money, our opportunity, none of that is easy. But in the end, it's worth it. The Samaritan man gave of his time, When he stopped and helped the man, he dressed his wounds, he put him on his own beast, he took him to a place to stay, and then when he left, he gave them money to cover the man's stay, and he asked that they take care of him, and he said, look, when I come back, I'll pay whatever else is needed. Most of us would look at a story like this and say, this man, oh, he went above and beyond what he needed to do, but that's what compassion is. Compassion is seeing a need and fulfilling it, whatever it takes. Warren Wiersbe said, to the thieves, this traveling Jew was a victim to exploit, so they attacked him. To the priest and Levite, he was a nuisance to avoid, so they ignored him. But to the Samaritan, he was a neighbor to love and help, so he took care of him. So how do you see those around you? Do you use your neighbors to get what you want and leave them in worse shape? Do you see them as annoying, so you try to keep your distance? Or do you have compassion on them and help them in any way that you can? We're currently teaching our children the principle of leaving something better than you found it. That's been fun. So think about this. Are you leaving the people in your life better than you found them? When you've been around people at work all day or church all night or friends during a get-together, are you leaving them in better shape than you found them? Or are you leaving them worse off? Having compassion on others is as simple as seeing a need and fulfilling it. If you see a friend that looks down or discouraged, try to encourage her. Don't wallow in the mud with her. Help her get out. Help her clean off. Don't pass by on the other side because you don't want to get dirty. 
A guest preacher preached at our church one time, and I'll never forget this principle that he taught. This isn't a direct quote, but he said, basically, if you're walking around your church and the paper towels are out in the bathroom, don't run to point it out to somebody else. Fill the gap. Find the paper towels and replace them. The same can be said about the toilet paper roll and the trash on the floor. Don't pass by on the other side because you don't want to take the time. As Christians, we can show compassion in so many different ways. It's a good idea for us to pray and ask God to help us see opportunities to show compassion to others. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.